Welcome to the Your Mom Has a Blog Podcast. I'm Chad Edgington. And I'm Melissa Edgington. So good to see you, girl. I haven't seen you all day. I know. I was talking to somebody today about um, our busy schedule. And the guy, he, he, you know, was saying, you know, I really wish there was a night during the week. Uh, I said, you know, our Thursdays have kind of opened up to where... You know, maybe on a Thursday night we could open up our house and have some people over. And he said, well, you're still getting your date night, right? And I just laughed. But then I, I said, he's like, well, you've got to spend time with your wife. And I was like, well, we go on, we kind of go on dates. Like we, you'll come, you know, Melissa um, doesn't work. So does that make you mad when I say that? Well, it's not true. But. <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't have a job outside the home, <laughs> or the church, or whatever. But anyway, she doesn't have to go clock in somewhere. So she comes up to the church, you know, on some days, and we're just like, "I need tacos," and so we go get some food. Yeah. And we have time to spend together while the kids are all at school, and that's one of the most wonderful things about public school, isn't it? When, when all the kids are there, it's like these people are taking care of your kids. Yeah, sure, they're brainwashing them and all that. But <laughs> you can go eat tacos in the middle of the day and you don't have to worry about your kids. He's joking. There's no yeah. brainwashing going on at not, Alney not Elementary. In, not in Alney, Texas. Yeah, it's basically like a Christian school. So, um, yeah, so uh, that was, I had a great day. I went up. I'm, 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 I've got an announcement to make, actually. Wow. Yeah. Are y'all ready for this? I'm going to yeah. make an announcement. Okay. I am, um, I am a board member. I'm one of the board. I'm one of the directors on the board of directors for the Chaparral Assembly, uh, which is our our Baptist for our Baptist encampment that that our association participates in. And I would like you to know that you are married. To the vice president of the board of directors for Chaparral. Wow. Yeah, I'm the vice president of a Baptist camp. That's pretty Baptist. That's pretty Baptist. And I'm also the vice president of our, I'm the vice moderator of our association. Wow. So I, I sort of never get asked to be the head honcho, but they're cool with me being the second. Like this. <laughs> That's how it was at the, uh, I was the vice president of the Christian Legal <laughs> Society at Tech. You know, so I'm, I've, I've been the president of some things, but I've, I've settled into my role, really. VP? Yeah, I'm kind of a veep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, a, I'm like, but and remember, we went to the movie the other night to see the astronaut movie, First Man, and they had the trailer for the the movie called Vice, which is about Dick Cheney. And the trailer is really funny because the the scene of the trailer is George Bush talking to Dick Cheney about being his vice president, and he's like, "Hey man, I I want you to be my vice." <laughs> <laughs> well, George, and then you got you know, it's like he is the puppet master. It's like it's the great. It looks like it's going to be a great movie. And of course, I, I bet Dick Cheney's not excited about it, but it looks like it's going to be. A, but the Bush character just looks so you know that like the way they lampooned him for eight years. But I'm so, sure it's just going to be a two-hour-long Saturday Night Live skit. Yeah, it's kind of what it seemed like, isn't and it? it's probably not going to be clean either. So yeah, we probably so will we'll never, never get see to it. see it. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did enjoy the astronaut movie. 
That was a great movie. That's the best movie I've seen in ages. Yeah, it was really a good movie. It was so good. I would would like to see it again. It has one F-bomb in it. Mm. So if you're like me, and uh, when you hear the F-word, your heart goes into palpitations. Of course, hanging out at the uh, junior high lately, um, as much as I would love to brag that it seems like a Christian school in every respect... (laughs) If you just listen to the kids talk whenever they don't know you're listening, there are quite a few F words. Yes. But um, they just discover that word, I guess, in seventh grade and just start using it, you know. I guess so. In every sentence. Yeah. But um, the movie has one F-bomb, but the rest of it, when we got when we were finished with the movie, I walked out and then I asked you, I was like, what was that about? <laughs> it, was, you know, it was a strange, it was like you could tell... That it was almost like the moonwalk was secondary or tertiary to whatever else was going on in the movie. And you said, in your wisdom, what? It's about relationships. Yeah, the movie was about relationships. It was about marriage. It was about... Uh, and friendship and parenthood. Yeah, yeah. So really a, a good movie, thought-provoking. Uh, gosh, what what a crazy... What a crazy thing it is to be, you know, like an American in 2018. And it's like the greatest thing that humans ever achieved was 40 years ago. No, 50 years ago. And, um, you know, and here, here we are, you know. Yeah. And, and maybe you could say your, your iPhone is humanity's greatest achievement. I mean, that could be possible. But, I mean... It seems like putting a guy on the moon. I mean, I don't know how you could... I don't know how you top that. It'd be hard like, to beat that one. I guess Mars. I guess once they put a guy on Mars, we'll, we'll be back in the saddle again. But for right now, we're kind of in this limbo where the greatest stuff has already happened. I mean, we're never going to build a pyramid. We're never going to walk on the moon. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, interesting to think about the times. Just to look back and think, there was a time where people were just at work typing on electric typewriters and teaching school with no computers Mm -hmm. and no internet. And they were sitting there. Well, I guess it was the summer, so they weren't at school. So they were all at work or playing around during the summer thinking, I wonder if those guys are going to die tonight when they try to walk on the moon. Yeah. You know, it must have been a wild, wild time. But anyway, alas, um, I know... It's really probably hard for you to um, believe that I'm VP. And I can tell that you're really just blown away by that. I don't even know how I am worthy to be doing a podcast with you. And, you know, I've been the VP now for almost 12 hours, maybe 11 hours, since I've been the Veep, the Vice. And... um I can't believe I didn't just run home and tell you straight up that I'm the vice. I, I talked to you on the phone even, and you didn't. Did you know you that i You wanted to tell me in person. Did you know that I'm the vice moderator of the association? No. Yeah. Kind of a big deal. Kind so of, what does the vice moderator do? Nothing. He's just available in case the moderator... Quits or gets sick or okay. is not able to make it to the meeting. Yeah. I, I really... I feel like I'm pretty good at the... Um, parliamentary procedure like i feel like i can really run a meeting i think that the um the title without any responsibility is the ideal title to have i mean i'm always open for it (laughs) 
if they if they had, if they'd said Chad, would you serve as our president? I would have said no. But vice, yeah, I'm in. Like <laughs> the way it looks on my resume. No, so that uh, going to be the I'm the vice of a camp, which is uh, you know I uh, felt really really strong about that. We're we're big time Baptist campers. Yeah. Yeah, we go every year. And uh, the nice thing about our camp is all the beds are Tempur-Pedic. That is nice. Yeah, so it's it's a very comfortable bed. Yeah. And this year, I I usually am fearful of whatever germs might be residing on those mattresses because they are church camp mattresses. But this year, I took kind of a thinner blanket so I could more I could let the mattress more contour to my body, and I think I did sleep better. The thing that keeps me from sleeping at the camp is not the bed. You know what it is? What? You know what keeps me from sleeping? I'm always afraid that the kids are that don't normally sleep on bunk beds are going to fall off the top. I think that happens usually every year. One of a kid falls. Yeah. yeah. I've never had one fall, but I fear it's going to happen. Yeah. That you'll just hear them crying or something. So before we started this podcast, you said, "Hey, let's make this one ten minutes." And now... Oh, we didn't even get to our topic. It's we've over. talked about nothing, and it's already been 10 minutes. <laughs> we'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> well, I was, you know, at 9.24, I thought, when I looked at the clock, and I said, it's 9.24, I thought, I can't believe it's only 9.24 at night, and I can't keep my eyes open right now. And then we started, you know, this show turned on, and uh, I started you know, performing and getting in the zone and getting hyper and making the announcements, uh, letting the world know I'm your vice. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and there we went for 10 minutes already. Yeah. So we better get to our topic. All right. So we are in the middle of our 30 days to a closer connection in your marriage. We're, we're podcasting every day in the month of November, and yesterday was, um, where are you going? Got my Bible. Oh. <laughs> I'm out of here. I got to go take care of my vice presidential duties. <laughs> yesterday, we talked about couples who fight all the time, and we talked about some of the problems with that and the problems that it causes in your home. Um, whenever you are one of those kinds of couples. And they're there, manifold. There are a lot of people who live that way. And that is not God's best design for marriage. Mm. And so we want to spend maybe a few podcasts talking about how to get out of that pattern or how to avoid getting into that pattern. Right, right. So we're going to start tonight on, uh, as they say... In old Mexico, la lingua. La lingua. The tongue. Yeah. The words. Yeah. The sounds you make with your mouth that represent thoughts and ideas that are generally recognized within those that speak the same language as you do. (laughs) And somehow we take those noises that represent thoughts and we just kill each other with them. Okay, so the uh, today's la, la lingua. Tonight's topic is la lingua. <laughs> la lingua. La lingua. 
How do you say repeat in Spanish? I don't know. You don't remember they would say that like repito? <laughs> it's not, that's not what it is. <laughs> Repitir? No, it's not repito. Repito. <laughs> um, so tonight's topic is the idea that words matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Words. Are you about to drop some scripture on us? Well, um, Psalm 39, a psalm of David, and he says in verse 1, I said, I will watch my ways and keep my tongue from sin. I will put a muzzle on my mouth as long as the wicked are in my presence. But when I was silent and I was still, not even saying anything good, my anguish increased and my heart grew hot within me. And as I meditated, the fire burned. And then I spoke with my tongue. Do you ever feel that way? Do you ever decide that you're just not going to say anything because it would be better if you talked, you feel like you're going to sin? Yeah. And so David's like, I will keep my tongue from sin. I will put a muzzle on my mouth. Yeah. It's hard to do, right? Right. It's hard to watch what we say. And we know that our tongue is like a... um, it's our tongue is a it, our tongue is like a natural disaster waiting to happen. Yes, that's a good way to put it. Well, I think it's biblical. So if you look over in the book of, um, oh man, Bible drill, Bible drill, and I'm not doing well. Uh, the book of James. Where are you getting your Bible? Down, Melissa's just walked off. I'm getting my phone. She's walked off the set. A phone is an easier version of Bible drill. Yeah, because this this Bible, this you know, you know, this is the the Bible that got wet, and I can never find anything in it. So Peter said, or James says, the uh, brother of Jesus, he says, uh, we put bits in the into the mouths of horses. This is James chapter three, to make them obey to obey us and we can turn the whole animal with the mouth you know take ships we can turn the whole thing with the rudder he says likewise the tongue is a small part of the body but it makes great boasts consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark the tongue also is a fire a world of evil among the parts of the body it corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire, and has set itself on fire by hell. You're like, wow, that's pretty bad. Uh, it says the tongue is a restless evil. It is full of deadly poison. So, you know, here we have the, the man after God's own heart. He was in the presence of the wicked. He, he didn't, didn't want to say anything. He didn't want to sin in front of them by, by saying something. But what happened when he kept his mouth shut? The fire was burning inside. Yeah. You know, it wanted to come out. He wanted to say something to them. He wanted to be angry with them. And so um, we, we can do a lot of damage with our tongue. Mm-hmm. And we feel like, sometimes we feel like doing a lot of damage with our tongue. I do a lot of damage with my tongue. Um, because sometimes we just say whatever we want to say. Right. But uh, you have to bear in mind... And this is a discipline I think you go the rest of your life trying to figure it out. I was watching a, 
I saw this awesome video today of W.A. Criswell in his library and explaining how he wrote sermons mm-hmm. and walk. Have you seen this video? Uh-uh. I'd never seen it. I loved it. It was from 1996, and he's wearing, like, the biggest bolo tie ever. <laughs> like, the bolo tie is, like, it looks like an animal on, hanging around his neck. It's so big. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm a big Criswell guy. And uh, he said, you know, you can preach the Bible as I have in my ministry, my preaching ministry, which has gone over for, it's gone over 70 years now. And he said, and you'll still feel like you don't know what you're doing, that you that you're just getting started. Mm. And he was saying he'd been preaching for 70 years and felt like he was just now getting the hang of it. Yeah, that's crazy because I, I feel the same way too. I've been preaching now for five years every week, and I feel like I, I'm always thinking I'm about to get this, I'm about to figure this out, <laughs> I'm about to not be panicking on Saturday night. You know, what am I gonna get up there and say? But uh, which I I do plan. I usually know what I'm gonna say by Friday, so I you know. Yeah. I don't procrastinate, in other words. <laughs> I, tr- I wrote my last sermon. The last time I wrote a sermon, I had it done by Thursday. Yeah, that's weird. And it was not good. I couldn't remember it. Oh. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta have it fresh. Gotta be fresh. Gotta be fresh, man. Fresh fire. That's how I feel, too. So, um, I think, you know, w- w- in, in, in our marriage and watching our tongue is, no matter how long you've been trying to watch your tongue, you've probably recently failed and said something stupid recently. Um don't you think? I mean, it's something we never, we always are going to regret things that we say. Yeah, but in but a marriage, you got to be mindful of it. I think we underestimate the power of our words whenever um, we're dealing with our husband or our wife. I think that um, there are a lot of women out there who are walking around with words hanging over her mm. that a man has spoken to her. And I think some men respond the same way to words you know it really depends on what kind of person you are but I know women are very susceptible to taking someone's words even if they're not true and really internalizing that and letting it kind of tell them who they are yeah and so our goal in marriage should be exactly what is said here in Ephesians 4:29 it says do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. Mm. Yeah, I'm terrible about this. I shouldn't say anything because I'm so bad at it, but you've taught me that. I don't know that I've learned it, but you know, you're always saying, don't say this, don't, create, don't give them a complex because the words are really powerful. Yeah, words are important and what you say matters. That's one reason that we put so much emphasis on do not threaten divorce or don't threaten to walk out don't don't say those things yeah. that breed all of this mistrust in your marriage yeah i guess what else creates insecurity like that except things you say right you know it's it's a, it, i think those words in james are are kind of amazing so so we'll just kind of since we've already gone longer than we wanted to go we'll just we'll say it tonight we'll just give you that one to ponder <laughs> okay which is watch what you say Words matter. Words matter. Watch what you say to your spouse. And so to go back to, kind of to wrap it up, to go back to Psalm uh, 40, I mean, excuse me, 39, where uh, David's talking about being silent and talking about his anguish increasing and his heart uh, growing hot within him, burning on the inside. And he says, then I spoke with my tongue. And you know what he said? 
What? Aren't you curious? Don't you want to know that when a, what, a, what he said after his heart was burning inside of him? Of course. He said, show me, O Lord, my life's end and the number of my days and let me know how fleeting my life is. You've made my days a mere hand's breadth. The span of my years is as nothing before you. Each man's life is but a breath. So the thing that he, when he finally spoke, he prayed. And when he prayed, he asked the Lord to give him perspective so he would know how he should be thinking when he wants to talk. I think that is, you know, what amazing wisdom uh, from King David there, uh, that whenever he just had to say something, the thing that he did was pray. And the rest of the psalm uh, from verses 4 through 13 is a prayer. So, uh well, that's I, I think that's just so amazing that there's a psalm there about the tongue. That very thing. Yeah, and, and, and yet whenever it's time to talk, let that talk be something that glorifies God. And we have to remember that the scripture teaches us that what we say is an overflow of what's in our hearts. And so if we know we're going around speaking bitter, angry um, words that tear our spouse down instead of build them up, then that's a spiritual problem that we have and we have to go to God and ask him to work on us and change us amen alright well I've enjoyed the podcast tonight yeah thank y'all for listening we'll see you tomorrow bye bye bye